PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. What's up, guys? Remember that? What's up, Budweiser? How you doing? It's me, Chris Crespo. This best of brought to you by Budweiser. Don't drink it. It stinks. Uh, how you doing? Did I ask you that already? It's me, Chris Crespo. I'm in the studio presenting your best of for March 2022. Why are you listening to the best of as opposed to subscribing to patreon.com slash So you can sign up today. Anywhere from $1 to $5 a month gets you access. You can pay a dollar. You can pay $2. That gets you access to all the shows that we've done. If you pay $3, 4 or $5, you're actually supporting the show, which is very cool. And it allows us to watch all this content and subscribe to all these uh, different services and watch every new show and movie that comes out and report back to you and tell you how they all stink. Anyway, here's your best of. We're doing uh, four episodes as per usual, like we've done the last few times. From episode 477, we're going to start out with my review of the movie Coda, which is nominated for an Academy Award, a few Academy Awards, which I watched on Apple TV. For episode 478, that includes uh, comments on... Why can't I read my own email? Oh, listener comments and emails. So we got like Ron hit us up, Cremella hit us up, uh, and also threw in some news there in the middle, uh, mostly about Dwayne Johnson, I think, maybe, or maybe Sean Penn in Ukraine. Episode 479, we gave you our review of Guardians of Justice Will Save You. Uh, that was a fun show. I enjoyed talking about that with Drew. So... You'll be hearing that along with me talking about that week's episode of Raised by Wolves and how crazy it is. And then finally, from episode 480, last week's episode, I got a whole bunch of stuff in there. Got my review, Andrew's review of Drive My Car. We both watched it on HBO. We talked about it. And then my review of Benedetta and Flea, Drew's review of The French Dispatch. And um, I think we also talked about Raised by Wolves season two in its entirety i mean we did a lot so here's your best of remember patreon.com slash so you can sign up and hear all of this plus all the other stuff you've been missing every deep dive episode our spoiler episode on the batman as well as our spoiler free review of the batman all of that is available at patreon.com slash so so here you go best of march 2020 thank you very much Let's talk about some stuff. I re- uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. You're actually paying for this now. Um, so, uh, but the reason why you guys are paying for this actually, the re- you guys paying for this helps me do things like this. I saw Coda, which is on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Only reason we have an Apple TV subscription is because of people like Ron and, you know, Cremella who, who are subscribing and helping us out. We appreciate it. And Ron wanted us to do some Apple stuff, which is officially going to begin with this episode. Uh, I mean, like, really official, yeah. even though we talked about it was the mm-hmm. one, the Macbeth. Yes. Macbeth was the first well, thing. I, I didn't watch that one. I didn't, I didn't watch Coda either. Okay, well, Coda, the only reason I even watched it is because of the Academy Awards. It's nominated. Nominated for a few awards, including Best Picture and... Um, is it nominated for Best Director? And uh, the the father in the movie some is... Some deaf guy. Is, some deaf guy. It's, <laughs> that's how I was credited, some deaf guy. Yeah. He's nominated for Best Actor. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And it's like it. the first time a fully deaf actor has been nominated, I think. For Something for like actor? Yeah. Okay, because uh, it's also I, featuring Marley Matlin, 
who I think was nominated maybe even won in the 80s for a movie, uh, Children of a Lesser God, mm. which is another, like, deaf-centric uh-huh. you know, tale, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then she's been kicking around as an actress for all these years, but, like, this is uh, her first big, like, real-profile thing since then, yeah. maybe. So it's pretty cool that it's, it is being getting all this award attention again, or she is. It, I don't know if she's nominated anyway. It doesn't matter. <coughs> Uh, the only reason I even watch it is because it's it's all right, so it's nominated. Let me see what this thing is about. Coda, one of these double meaning titles. A girl, it's about a girl who's the child of deaf adults. Okay, all right, and uh, she's the only hearing member of her family. Her parents and her older brother, they, and they're also like with her brother and her dad. They work a fishing boat because they're part of this little fishing community in some little small town. I don't know where north could be Maine, could be Portland. I have no idea. No. And um, the uh, the one who hears this girl, she's a senior in high school. She also likes to sing. She's a very good singer. She joins, she, but she's also kind of introverted. She joins the school choir where her inspirational teacher mentor is, you know, very big character, very showy role, good performance, is uh, convinces her, hey, you should audition for Berkeley. And she's like, I never even considered something like that. Well, he's like, well, consider it and let's do it. Let's do this thing. So it becomes about her trying to balance her life between the two, thinking about do I move on to Berkeley or do I stay back as the only hearing member of the family that translates for my brother and dad and the business and all that. So, you know, there's all that dramatics going on. It's it, When it comes to the stakes of the film, it's very small. Very small, little intimate movie. It's very much a film festival darling Mm-hmm. I can see this going to Sundance. So we'll just probably what happened. Sundance or whatever. And people's hearts just melt. Everyone loved it. Wins all the awards. People are like, oh, the Little Miss Sunshine type of thing. You know, mm-hmm. that won a whole bunch of shit, didn't it? I'm no, sure. That was an extremely popular movie. Same type of deal. Little indie drama that's well made. Looks great. Some, I don't know the director. I couldn't, the name seemed uh, foreign, perhaps, because there's all sorts of like accents and, and vowels were swapped around in ways that they shouldn't be, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. Yeah. Um, but it's good. Everyone's good. It's a good. And I, I went into it cynically, too. I'll even give you this. I went into it being like, okay, what the, this, Goddamn fucking Oscar bullshit. Goddamn Oscar. <laughs> watching a practically sh- straight to streaming yeah. movie. You know, what is this nonsense? Like, oh my God, a f- girl, ooh, who cares? Is she going to go to Berkeley? Of course she's going to go to Berkeley. It's a field. Of course she is. <laughs> We've seen this movie before. Th- this time there's just deaf people involved in fishes. I don't know. Uh, so I went into it with that kind of like shitty attitude. And it's. You know, it's sweet enough and good enough to to win most people over. I mm-hmm. think it's like, yeah, it's it's good. It's is it a best picture. Like, I don't know, probably not. I mean, I I definitely got more out of uh, the Green Knight, yeah, or Pig. Oh yeah, uh, you know, certain movies. Um, but I also think you know, is this better than like uh, Belfast? Maybe, maybe as good as Belfast, if not better. You know, because I mean, it's another I wa- similar I, small movie. I watched Belfast and Power of the Dog, and both of those movies didn't are meh. Or whatever, they're fine. I'm shocked when people are like, "I love this movie." Like, yeah. you love Power of the Dog? Why? It's well, so, I mean, it's I mean, it's fine. Have you seen Slow West? Because it's kind of better. Slow West is it? It's like a quirkier, more interesting <laughs> version, sort of version. If if Michael Fassbender without man love, yeah, I was gonna say if Fassbender was gay in this movie, then he would have yeah. had a, a, a more interesting Power of the Dog. Um, oh no, it's based on a real story. Who gives a shit? Anyway, uh, no, Coda was um, Coda's interesting and. Uh, you can see where it's going a lot of the time. You know, it's 
it's not all that surprising. No. <laughs> and then I just thought of something that is surprising to me. Okay, so I, I, I think it's a good movie. Now, I will say this. I was watching my, uh, watching my computer in the studio here, and um, before that, I was watching something else on Apple, so I had the closed captions on. I was say what it was. I was watching Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. so since they talk in funny talk, I was like, well, maybe I should put on some subtitles yeah. here, so that just helped me out a little Sometimes. bit, so a couple of things here and there. And uh, yeah, because I was like, take a penny. Wait, is that yeah. what you really said? And that another part, I was like, did he say roast me? Is that what he said? <sighs> so the um, I put it on the closed captions, English closed captions. I was watching that. And then um, I'll, then I go straight to take a break, and I go straight into this movie, and I'm watching it. And um, there are scenes, you know, where it's just like sign language. sign language. And she's talking to them, and sometimes she responds to them out loud, but then often it's just yeah. sign language. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. You're, 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 I can like follow along what's happening, um, based on gestulations and their, and their faces and their <clears throat> their emotions. Like, I'm still understanding this movie, but it's interesting to be like, uh, like, oh, we're gonna respect the sign language. It's like almost what West Side Story does, I guess. A lot of yeah. movies are doing now when a, a language is spoken that's non-English, no subtitles, no subtitles. It's like, guess what? You're an outsider. Then that's just the way it is. Yeah. Learn the language, you, you fucking mongoloid. So I was like, okay, that's daring. And then I got to a little more than halfway through the movie. Uh, there were like two scenes back to back where the lead girl talks to her mom, then talks to her brother. And they're like kind of long scenes. And there's a lot of sign language going on. I'm like, man, this is like, I'm really feeling that odds at arm's yeah. length here with these with these very dramatic scenes. What's happening? And then I was like, well, why don't we just do a, do a check here? And I pulled up the subtitles and it said English, closed caption. I was like, okay. And then right above that, it said English. I was like, huh. I was like, well, let me try something. I clicked on that. And then there was just like subtitles throughout. I was like, okay. And then I clicked to off. And when you shut it off and there's no subtitles, they're all, they are closed captioning the, the, oh. the sign language. <laughs> I turned it on the closed captioning specifically for deaf people. Yeah. Why does a deaf person need sign, subtitles for a sign language movie? They, I, they don't. I don't know. They, they they actively turned off the subtitles for the that, for the. That, that's funny that it, that it's they it's reversed the real, it. it. Yeah, they reversed it for that movie. That's they're, weird. They're like, oh, are you a deaf person? You don't want subtitles? Go to the close. Go to the deaf <laughs> yeah. closed captioning. We'll fix it for you. I was watching the deaf person channel. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Oh. Yeah, and then I, I rewound uh-huh. a couple scenes, and I was watching the subtitles. Like, oh, okay, now this does make more sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little more dramatic now. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris. So I watched half the movie with yeah. the subtitles with no with yeah, the sign language with no subtitles. That's funny. But it, I'll tell you though, the movie is good enough where you can do that. But it, it, it were those back to back scenes at one point where I was like, "This is like ten minutes of <laughs> sign language." The fuck. <laughs> like, um, and I will say too, it would have been almost as more interesting. It's the type of thing where there's a good movie there, but I feel like there's a more interesting movie in there that they're not exploring. The more interesting one is sort of this this deaf fisherman and his deaf son navigating this little fisherman town and in this world that they grew up in. Because the, the dad's, his dad was a fisherman. I don't know if he was deaf, no. but he was a fisherman. So that's how the family got into it. And they're fully like... There's like yeah, and there's one bully who's just like an asshole anyway who treats the guy like a piece of shit, but... All the other fishermen got the guys back. Like, I'm talking about the kid and everything, the brother. And, uh, like, there's a whole full movie there that's just, like, the lives of the, the, this fisherman community. And then dealing with um, government regulations that forces them to spend money. And they're, like, arguing with the fisherman collective, who's the middlemen who sell. Like, there's a whole 
Oh, there's a movie in here. That's interesting. And maybe more interesting. And then every now and then they keep coming back to them. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is interesting. And then, and then they go back to the girl. She's practicing her singing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then also what this movie does, it's um, it's the soul and R&B version of Led Zeppelin in a movie. They, they use at least two Marvin Gaye songs okay. pretty early on. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cheating. You can't do that. That's not fair. I mean, I guess you can. No, they that's did. cheating. They, they did. That's so good. <laughs> you can't just take someone else's amazing art and add it to yours. I'm like, see, is my art amazing? Like, it's like, I guess it's good. <laughs> it's good music. Anyway, Coda. Coda's good. It's on Apple. It's worth watching. I think it's worth watching. If you're if you're the type of person, say, yeah, I want to see all the Oscar things and whatever. Uh, into my media diet, uh, Ted Lasso season one. Ha! Yeah, that's fun. Talk about it. I yeah. watched it so long I ago. I almost did. forgot. I know. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's kind of it's it's just about the characters, the stories, yeah. whatever. It's feel good. You, you did super feel good. It's super feel good. It's the fish out of water. It's uh, and you know, it's like it's feel good, but people are still flawed. And people, yeah. Well, I mean, Ted Lasso still feels real. Everybody, in a way, I, I think that's what makes it. And especially in season two, there's a lot more of the flawed nature. I'm sure. That, and, you know, they get to explore the characters nature, yeah. more. I li- yeah. I'm a big fan of Coach. <laughs> coach. 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 <laughs> that made me think of high school. I remember in high school, uh, uh, like the, the gym teacher and like another teacher, they were both like coaches on, I don't know, baseball teams or whatever. And one day in class, one walks in and sees the other one and he goes, Coach. And then one responds, Coach. And me and this other kid in the class, we saw them do that and we laughed so hard. And then every time we saw each other for the next like, two years, we're like, Coach, Coach. We want yep. to address each other as Coach. Uh-huh. It's so stupid. Yeah. That was like me and Bill when we used to call each other's doctor. Yeah, doctor. doctor, doctor. <laughs> Immediately, doctor. Yeah. Just from second hand. Like, why do you say that? And like, then you're this, like, I almost forget why. We just yeah, I was about now. to say, to, th- to this day, I still just call him Doc. He's, he's a doc. Sometimes. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, man. It's like, you know what I like? It's how everyone's, not everyone, but people are flawed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then other characters will like, point out their flaws to them in a way. And more times than not, that person who's getting like their shit pointed out to them, they'll like be mad maybe, but then they're also like internalized and they're like, oh yeah, maybe that's maybe true. I should be this. Hey, maybe that's true. And then they like <laughs> yeah. change. Uh huh. Yeah. Usually they change. Yeah. Unless you're a Jamie Tart, then like you take a step forward, but then two steps back. Yes, a little bit of redemption. Second season. I'm sure he does. He's fully yeah. actually at the end of season one. He's the only character set up with like besides the whole club has set up yeah. for redemption. But he's the only character who's set up to have redemption. Everyone else is like in a happier, better place at the end of season one. To yeah. the point where if, if season one was it, it was a limited series, I would be like, okay, this is one of the greatest like, streaming <laughs> things ever put together. Yeah. It's so complete and cool and good. Yeah. Jamie Tart is the only one at the end. You're like, man, we're, this guy, he's fucking conflicted. He's got some shit. <laughs> yeah, he's still got some shit to go through. He still has some, <laughs> he still has some asshole dad shit to go through. Uh, but like the, t- the the owner was it Rebecca like she has her full arc by the end of season yeah. one like she's fully redeemed the lasso yeah. has come to terms with letting things go and changing yeah he wins and he, by the end of the season one he wins everybody over everyone <laughs> everyone loves him he's the best wanker in town <laughs> wanker it's like they're, saying, they're still using the yeah. same word yeah but it sounds different I love that I mm-hmm. love that I got two words for you to explain why Ted Lasso works you know what those two words are what Bill Lawrence Okay. You know who Bill Lawrence is? No. Bill Lawrence is a TV show creator. He's been around for a while. He's been around since the 90s working on shit. But as a creator, he co-created Clone High okay. with Phil Lord and Chris Miller. No. All right, that's no, that's no small shakes. No. He most recently created, uh, what's that Courtney Cox show? Cougar Town? He's been doing that oh, for like okay. five or six years. Well, yeah, that was... That was a big show. I didn't watch I, it, but that was a big show. 
The only reason I know about it is because when they put that fucking star on there, it's it's on like Sarasota County. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> on Florida. That's super yeah. funny. It's like, oh, awesome! So there's <laughs> there's a show about my fucking town again. About a, God a, damn a, a cougar living in your rich ass hometown. Uh huh. Um, but most importantly, for the sake of this conversation, he is the creator of Scrubs. <laughs> yes. I mean, I've seen almost every episode of that show. Yes, I've seen. I think I've seen almost all of it as well. A fan of it at the time when yeah, it was out when for it came sure. Out, yeah, uh, he, this guy makes good TV. He okay, makes, makes good solid TV. He knows, he knows what he's doing. And it's heartfelt too every time because Scrubs had that Scrub, heartfelt core. Scrubs had Scrubs had the absurdity. Yeah, but uh, not usually not to the point of it being like a. Uh, uh, um, too weird. Yes. Too yeah. weird to the point of alienating. Yeah. Like, you know, Ted Lasso could easily be like, this is not a real character. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that's what Sadekis brings to it. I guess. Right? And the mustache. And the mustache. That lady, <laughs> that lady wanted to ride that mustache like a, what, she's like a moped or something? <laughs> uh, sassy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Sadekis is great. And then every time he drinks a beer, I'm like, <laughs> that's George Wentz's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So funny. He's like skinny Norm. They should reboot Cheers uh-huh. with skinny Norm. Ooh. Maybe they're waiting for Went to die so he doesn't feel bad about Maybe. not being yeah. invited to be on Who the knows. show. Uh, I mean, I, I'm also a big fan of Roy Kent. Roy Kent's a great character. Super dickhead, but like, he's like, stop fucking with Nate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you point out that he has a responsibility, he's like, fuck. And then he yeah. does it. Uh-huh. He's that type of character. He points yeah. some shit out to him. He's like, Fuck, I hate that. <laughs> and then he'll and then I'll try it. like with his his, his niece. <laughs> All this stuff with his niece is yeah, great. He tries to be a good uncle, but yeah. he's so bad at uh-huh. it. And yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. who gives a shit? Yeah, but she he swears a lot. Like, yeah, he yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. He's like working on it. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> uh, when he's reading the, a Wrinkle in Time to her, yeah. and it gets to the end, and he's like, fuck. And then she's like, what happened? He's like, nothing. Mind your own business. And he storms yeah, out of her cause bed because he, he felt it. <laughs> so, so funny. I love that conceit too. Lasso gives yeah. everyone a book to read. Uh-huh. It's like this is gonna speak to you as yeah, a yeah. as a character. Well, yeah, I mean, Roy, Kent, Roy Kent's like he's the monster with the heart of gold. Yeah, he's like it's it's that uh, that old school meme where uh, there's a picture of a of a little girl giving her fake phone to a biker, mm-hmm. and like the biggest baddest biker, and says, you know, no matter like the captions like no matter how big you are how bad you are when a little girl hands you a fake phone you answer that shit <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah he, he would do that yeah he would do that like god damn hello <laughs> who is it it's uh-huh. no one on the phone <laughs> exactly he would totally do that yeah yeah I like that character Roy Kent's a fun character and then the girl uh, what's her name the, the the one who was dating Jamie in the beginning but then oh, is dating uh, Roy at the end fuck she's so familiar man she's she's trying good. to think what, what her T- name is Tess can't remember because it's uh, Rebecca and says I like how they like develop a friendship and she straight up like tries to have sex with her yep <laughs> straight, she's like if you want to I mean I'm all <laughs> uh, it's a fun it's a fun oh Danny uh, Rojas I like Danny Rojas yes. <laughs> Danny Rojas <laughs> Danny Rojas he's cheering for himself yeah he was like he was like he was a bartender at the end of the uh, what was that uh, Marvel movie no Spider-Man he, he was he, he was the one serving Eddie Brock at the bar Oh, is he? Yeah. That's so funny you can recall that. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that guy. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that guy's hysterical. Danny, Danny Rojas. He, he hurts himself. Football's life. Football's life. Football is death. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a part where when, uh, when Nate is like, he has his notes and he's telling, reading everyone his thoughts on the team and it just turns into like an insult session. And then he goes, Danny. And he goes, roast me, amigo. <laughs> like this guy is so inerrantly yeah. uh, uh, positive. Uh-huh. 
a lot at him and the other guy, Sam, uh, the guy from Nigeria. He's also like so positive. Yeah. There's like an abundance of overly. It's way, it's way positive. It is. But then it helps them when you have it. Then you can have a Roy Kent. You can have a Jamie Tart. Uh, and then Rebecca, who rides a line where uh, it's like, I'm a bitch. I'm going to run this team into the ground. But then people do something nice. And she's like, oh, well, she reacts to it in a human no. way. Uh-huh. Uh, and you're like, damn, I kind of want to like these people. You know, even though uh, some of them may want to be unlikable. It's an interesting show. Inter- it's interesting. I can see why, you know, it's taken Everybody off so it. much. Yeah. Everyone loves it. I think they're doing a three or five season arc they've announced. So... Uh, I'll get on season two. Yeah. I did notice season two, they added two episodes and they went from, most of them went from like 35 minutes to like 45 minutes. No. So, red flag. A little bit more story to tell. No, red flag. <laughs> Someone's farts are smelling too good to themselves. Okay. <laughs> you know? No, uh, nah, seriously. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And we are back. Baby! That's right. In the second half episode of Borders of Chris Cogburn. Chris Crispo. Um, I guess we'll just get into the into the Facebook. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. Facebook comments. We got some Facebook comments. We're going to read them. We're going to see what people are saying, and then we're going to respond. <coughs> Ron gets at us. What up, Ron? Okay, Drew, you like Legend of Vox Machina, and that what I that's what I said before. Who's your favorite, and what's your favorite episode? Uh, I think my favorite's probably I don't, I don't know his name, mm-hmm. but the he's very much like uh, the Drax the Destroyer character. Like he just he he he's a bald guy with funny skin and tattoos that murders the fuck out of everything. Okay, what well, and then what makes him your your favorite? Why do you like him so much? Because he just murders the fuck out of everything. Yeah, that's just, that's just it, it's thing. hilarity. It, it it's it, all done from jokes. I was gonna say, is it played for laughs? Yeah, it's played for laughs. So okay. Okay, so you don't know his name, but that guy, nope. the Drex like guy who murders. I don't necessarily have a favorite episode. I just like the whole thing as a whole. Okay, and if you can think of a, a storyline or plot line that might jump out to you, mm-hmm. that might be memorable or something about it at all. So it's not even that memorable to you. We can't even be like, well, there's a time when Drex guy like yeah, uh, no. he, he cut off this lady's head and that started a whole war with with the people of Mandalorian or something. I mean that that very well could have happened, but, but... it didn't though. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds good. I see that. Uh, as a as a critter who watches Critical Role and this show is based on, I'm in season three watching all episodes and that averages to three and a half hours on YouTube. Wow. So the show takes a very t- very popular arc and makes it animated thanks to Kickstarter. Okay. I also support that like I support you, stud. Aw, oh, thanks, Ron. Wow. Wow. What a nice guy. Uh, I'm still mad at Chris for belittling my ass-eating activities last week. Yeah, right now, did I belittle? Uh, apparently, you, you belittled him. I didn't mean to belittle. Never belittle. Tendencies. I'm not uh, not yucking your yum, even if your yum is is a butthole. That's fine. <laughs> Eat them buttholes, Ron. Also, He's like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, also, doesn't, that, doesn't that hair bother you? Do you? Maybe you like it. Do you like the hair? I don't know. I was going out with the butthole eating. With the, with the, I mean, maybe they shave it like the ladies do. Do you shave the buttholes? Wax the butthole. Bleach the butthole. I mean, I know that's a thing. That is a thing. Hell yeah. Bleach the inside of that shit. Uh, Also finished Gemstones. Eric Andre is very good in this. I love Eric Andre. But the southern trash that makes this show put out makes me laugh. I also makes it also makes me hate Florida. Yeah, I, I say, oh come on. Uh, also say gay in the classroom. I hate Texas. Protect trans kids. Yeah, that shit sucks. Yeah. Our, our government's terrible. Our governor is terrible. Our governor, government, everything about it, bad, 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 bad. 
bad. Oh, uh, Ron also gets at, at us again. <laughs> yes, we're Ron. I love, uh, I love so, Ron. He's the best. So, saw Batman. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's far from bad, a low A minus. Far from bad, a low A minus. Oh, A minus, I guess, is implying. Far from bad. So, you're saying it's good? Uh, I will assume that far from bad is good. It's a. It's about a bunch of incels, and I guess that's an update to today's standard of crazy. Yeah, it is about uh, incel culture. So, Simon, I missed the suit as well, but evolution sometimes suck. Uh, I am also sad I thought of about Selena's predatory tendency of not asking for consent. I hate that I am too woke, and I wonder if the youth is going to think so too. But Tumblr is praising it for uh riddler's gay love for batman echoing the jim carrey era mm. zoe being beauty personified and batman problem he wasn't taken to therapy after that trauma and bruce is neurodivergent drew did you think of the long halloween a lot when watching this uh the long halloween a little bit mm. just only because it was set in halloween for whatever yeah, it was. reason it was specifically set for, yeah. for whatever reason i thought more about especially with the whole riddler Batman Bruce Wayne thing. Mm-hmm. I thought of Hushually. Okay, yeah. What is that more recent? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, they pull from all this shit anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. 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 Uh, going to watch Severance soon on Apple. Do y'all ever Skype in reviews? Do we Skype in the reviews, or do we take reviews via Skype? What, what I guess that that's mean? what he's asking. Interesting. Like, have a Skype. Thing live to from phone to microphone. I guess we have not done we have not done anything like that. I'm behind on the technology times. Been trying to improve that, but I'm bad at it. Uh, Severance. I'm interested in watching it on Apple. That uh, yeah, well, Adam it, Scott show directed by Ben Stiller, and it's got yeah Christopher yeah. Walken in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about that. Right? I talked about that. Yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I was like, Christopher Walken's in something new. What the fuck is going on in my? Uh, why am I? Why am I not watching this? Is this a neurodivergent Batman? Is that was going on? Is he a little autistic? Is that what we're saying? I'm not saying is, autistic. Is, is, slightly spectrum-y? Uh, I'm, I'm, is that what we're saying? I'm not, I'm not saying autistic, but definitely PTSD. He's got some. Oh, that's what it is. Also, good point by Ron. Did he just not get therapy? Definitely not. Has no. he not been in therapy? No, this is this, this is what happens when he's on any he, sort of therapy. He, he gets his own therapy. It's all through beating up criminals no. and dressing as a bat. Be- beating up them. Crinimals, god damn it, Alfred! I'm going out for some therapy. I'm doing a therapy session. <laughs> Light some candles. I'll be back. Uh, so that's it for the, the comments. Thanks, Ron. We appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, that's very cool. Very very cool. Let's talk about some newsies. Newsies. You can use these. Um, Obviously, shit's going bad in Ukraine. Duh. As Russia invades, and it's bad, and, and we hate it. And possibly takes over the whole country. Yeah, it's terrible. We hate it. Oh, my God, it sucks. So, Sean Penn decided to fly over there to make a documentary about the invasion. He was going to do it. Be there in the muck firsthand. Uh, he has reportedly re- abandoned his car in Ukraine with several other reporters and walked to Poland Yeah, uh-huh. uh, to freedom. Because shit was bad. Yeah, yeah. Time to get the fuck out of there. That's, that's well, I mean, what was he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking because he was an American celebrity that maybe he'd be safe. Wrong. No, man. War no. zone. War zone, dude. Who do you think you are? Go back to making uh, mediocre movies that no one watches. Uh, John Cena put out a weird tweet <laughs> when uh, in the early, like the first day of the invasion or whatever. I don't know why celebrities feel the need to tweet things at all. 
Uh, if I could somehow summon the powers of a real-life hashtag peacemaker, I think this would be a great time to do so. So he got dragged for promoting peacemaker. Yeah. In terms of the Into, Ukrainian... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. In Russia, they call it the, Rus- the Russian-Ukraine conflict, they're calling it. As opposed to... It's a conflict. As opposed to an invasion. As opposed to an invasion. As opposed to a full-scale, unprovoked invasion. Yeah. Of what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically it's a sovereign country. They're not part of NATO, so... Correct. I mean, it was a risk. Neither is Ukraine. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, Poland's right there on the border. And if he tries that shit with Poland, uh, that is World War III. Oh, God. Literally, that is World War III. God damn it. (laughs) And they can't do it to Poland because that's where Sean Penn is now with, with his camera crew. Well, and take, here's the can't take Poland. And, and, there. and here's the thing too about this, Chris. Mm-hmm. If if the world lets Putin take Ukraine, yeah. and all they do is economically sanction him yeah. with no military with no military response, then say goodbye to Taiwan because China will invade tomorrow. Yeah, China's been just wanting that to happen. He's been, he's been they've been wanting China's that to been eye fucking Taiwan yeah, for decades. Want, want Taiwan so bad. Um, they have been the West has been supplying military aid. Germany's started. Supplying a whole shit ton of stuff to Ukraine. You know. They got these new shoulder-mounted, uh, like anti-tank yeah, missiles. That they're, they're, the, the javelins, the new javelins. They're, they're too sophisticated. They don't have anybody to train the fucking no Ukrainian man people how to use them. No, they're easy. They take four hours of training, I think, or something like that. Maybe a little more. The the part of their appeal is that they're easy to use, and it's part of why they've been able to like withstand the early days of the attack. Uh, I'm saying we should get some. The pictures, <laughs> the pictures make it look like um, Mando's back, Boba Fett's backpack. <laughs> I'm sure it's pretty heavy. Hundred pounds. It's pretty heavy, Chris. It's, 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 it's big. But, I mean, for wartime, that's not heavy. Shoulder, but but for... it's, it's like what's what's how much does a 24 pack of water bottles weigh? Less than 100 pounds. Is it way less? Nah. Yes. That's like 400 pounds. No, it's like that's like 20 pounds. <laughs> no, you can't. On my shoulder, I'm gonna fire a thing with it. Um, and apparently it's a, it's like a set and forget it or not set and forget it, but like a kill. They use the word forget in the. Well, yeah, because what, <laughs> so what, long what, range. Once the target's locked, the missile does the rest. You just fucking you launch and you run them fuck away. Yeah, you run the fuck away. Like don't worry, <laughs> that thing's gonna be dead. What a righteous shot of that. Uh, so John Cena wishes he was out there with one of those javelins, being a peacemaker. Okay, good for him. He should go. He should yeah, go I was about to say, they would love to help. There are people currently doing that. Yeah, I saw a news report where people were just going to the local police department and they were handing out guns, yeah. whatever they had. They were yeah. handing them out to people. Yeah. They interviewed this one guy who had two, um, what did he have, AKs, ARC, he had something. Two of them in his hand and a box of bullets, a couple boxes of bullets. And the reporter was like, do you know how to use those things? And he's like, no, but I'm, I'm hoping to spend some time this weekend alone out in the woods to yeah. learn how to use them because we got to defend our shit. Yeah. I'm like, man, that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Just handing out these guns. Sign here. All right, make sure you bring this thing back if you don't die. Exactly. That's wild. Or uh, you know what? Hold on to it if you if you don't. Because if, 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 if they come back, they may, it. They may come back. Um, Paramount. And, and all sorts of other studios have been like pulling their releases and their productions, and uh, uh, artists are like stopping concerts. And no, what in Russia? Yeah, in Russia, Wait, dude. Moscow. Fucking uh, Stolichnia vodka is completely rebranding because they're not made in Russia Correct. anymore. So they're like, "Fuck this, man. We're 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 actually from Finland or yeah, something." No, exactly. <laughs> well, no, I think it's an American vodka that they've just been piggybacking on the name for so long. On the whole, yeah, yeah on the whole Russian vodka thing. 
meanwhile, I'm thinking, like, should I, like, buy a bunch of standard Russian vodka? Is that going to be hard to get pretty soon because of the, I mean, the sanctions or something? I mean, if, if if it's actually produced in Russia, then yes. Maybe. I don't know. I got to double check that. That's some good stuff. Um, so Netflix pulled. They sold a bunch of productions over there. And, uh, like, FIFA pulled, uh, like, or was it, I don't know if it's FIFA, but, like, huge sporting events. Oh, dude, there are. Supposed to happen, uh, the, the video game community has fucking shut down Russian servers like Russian computer like people can't game in Russia online anymore anonymous has been a cyber attack yeah goddamn Russia fuck Russia so and their and their currency is fucking tumbling oh it's the ruble is worth less than a penny one cent a ruble's cratered to less than a cent that's nothing that's bad and there's the people Putin doesn't care people he's up in his palace he doesn't give a shit he's locked away afraid of COVID um, he's got, he's like, he's like Trump. He's a madman. So, and Trump's like, I believe in what he's doing. This is great. This is wonderful. Oh, hold on a second. There is a. There's an ad, a pop-up. No, an email. Oh. Got an email? Yeah, I'm going to send you this email. You want to send it to me so I can read it? Meanwhile, I'll send you this email. Um... If you're an AMC movie theater goer, and maybe also Cinemark, you may have seen if you went and saw the Batman, that depending on the showtime, but the movie ticket price change, they've gone with some flux pricing, in-demand pricing. Oh, you want to see Friday night in a in a pretty sold-out room? It's just going to cost you $15, but if you want to come back Saturday, 10.30 in the morning, now it's like a 5 $8 ticket, you know what I mean? We're doing variable pricing. What do you think about that, Drew? No. All right. Sounds like shit. But that's the way it is. Okay. Do 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 do. Some things will change. Got an email from Carmelo. What up? <clears throat> hey guys. I, I tried to burp more, but I couldn't. What up, Carmelo? How's it going, buddy? Uh, hey. You do a really great job with your movie reviews. Yes, and, we do. And your lively entertainment-related banter each week on Cinema Crespodiso. Amazing. I am very thankful for your show and dedication. You're welcome. Unfortunately, I have to take issue with an. Unfounded accusation Chris Crespo made on the Drew Lasso number 477 episode. Unfounded. Normally, you guys keep the political talk to a bare minimum, which never, I appreciate. We never get into politics ever. I'm a, I'm a registered indie libertarian and don't vote for who the damn liberal media tells me to vote for. I'm a cre- okay. free thinker and do my own research. That's fair. I watch every cable news network uh, that has a three-letter title, so I do my own research by watching... Fox, OAR, OAN, CNN, UPN, and QVC. OAR? <laughs> Is that a man? <laughs> Not MSNBC. Too many letters. Because that has too many damn letters. All right. And Rachel Maddow. Okay. <laughs> and fuck CNN. So I was both shocked and dismayed when on episode number 477, Chris Press clearly and unapologetically stated on air that Donald Trump would work with the xenomorphs. I never said. Yeah, I never said did. that. I never <laughs> said that I would work with the xenomorphs. You did I said I would work? I, I said I would work with some of the xenomorphs. <laughs> I won't work with some of them, but I will work with some of them because we got to work against the predators. Nothing could be. We have further. to work against the predators who are coming in with the migrant caravan. Chris, nothing could be further from the truth, Mister Christopher Crespo. Donald Trump is a very proud, amazing, and smart man. <laughs> I'm having a hard time reading this straight face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
no, no one is tougher on transgalactic immigration than Donald Trump. He created the whole U.S. Wait, the space aliens are trans now. <laughs> <laughs> he created the whole U.S. space force to stop those damn aliens he from did. shithole solar systems invading our planet and changing our way of life in America. No way in hell Donald J. Trump allows xenomorphs to illegally immigrate to Earth and steal American jobs in the factories and food service industries. They don't even speak English. Have you ever eaten at an authentic Mexican restaurant? restaurant and have xenomorph make you an order of sizzling steak fajitas hold the peppers and vegetables or deliver it to your table that's right you have it because their mouth acid would ruin the fajitas and kill you when you ate them that's true have you ever seen a xenomorph working on the line uh at a rendering plant and start cutting out the pig buttholes that's right you haven't they're seven feet tall you can't fit a goddamn xenomorph and its tail on the gutting line on the gutting line at a Tyson chicken processing plant. <laughs> that takes to the real question. That was a lot. Why xenomorphs want to illegally come to Earth? They want to sell drugs and rape our Earth women. They, they're not sending their best. They're not sending their best. Chris, have you ever done your space spice? Am I on my space? Have you ever done space spice? Not, not yet. Can Probably not. You're, you're kind of square. On the other hand, Drew is open about experimenting with ecstasy for loco, Jesus juice, hillbilly heroin, uppers, downers, uppers and downers, uppers, downers and uppers, horse tranquilizers, cat tranquilizers, mm-hmm. bat tranquilizers, mm-hmm. airplane glue, mm-hmm. freon, whiteout, diazepam, rocket fuel, mm-hmm. adrenochrome, mm-hmm. Benny Sludes, yellow jackets, purple monkey banana dust, brown acid, don't eat the brown acid, don't eat the brown acid, green acid, white blotters, Bart Simpson's Dancing Bears, Yellow Suns, Crescent Moons, Disco Biscuits, Kalanapin, Microdots, Blueberries, Blackberries, Smurfs, Red Turbos, Pop Rocks, and Pepsi Cola, Dirty Wafers, PCP, and even Convenience Store CBD. All that considered, even Drew knows not to mess around with that nasty space spice. Xenomorphs want to illegally come to Earth and get all the children and podcast hosts hooked on that space spice and sex traffic them in the brothels off the shoulder of Orion around the Tamhauser Gate. And the rest of our women and effeminate men, illegal xenomorphs want to come to America to face hug them or force them in a cocoon and egg morph them. And you know in Texas, that is illegal to remove a face hugger alien embryo once a heartbeat is detected. So guess what? That filthy xenomorph will never pay taxes, has an anchor baby in El Paso. I hate to bring up politics, but what has Biden done to prevent our wives, daughters, and emasculated sons from being face-hugged or egg-morphed? Does official position on face-hugging or... Wait, uh... Does the Biden administration even have an official position on face-hugging or egg-morphing? That's a big, fat, nothing sandwich. The bottom line is no one understands the xenomorphs better or did more to stop them than Donald Trump, whether or not you choose to believe in reality. Trump would never work with the xenomorphs. So, in the future, will you please refrain from all the political talk or do some research and at least present both sides of the issue like I did? Love the show, Carmella. I never said I would work with the xenomorphs. I said Biden would work with the xenomorphs. I said I would work with some of the xenomorphs. I wouldn't work with some of them, but maybe I would. I didn't say that I did, but maybe but maybe I did say that, that I would. They're going to bring jobs. That was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. I do. I really do. Th- was he on Space Spice? Was he, that what that happened? Were, I mean, was, was Carmella I mean, on Space Spice I mean, there? I'll tell you what. If the Xenomorphs did come and they were face-hugging people, once a heartbeat was detected, the Texans would be like, All life's sacred! All life's sacred. We can't, it's a- we, we can't abort the... We can't abort the- 
We can't yeah. abort the xenomorph baby. We can't abort it. But we can take away its welfare. <laughs> has to pay for its own health care. Uh, How's it going to do that? I can't speak English. You know, there's a, an alien movie in the works for Hulu. What? Mm-hmm. As well okay. as as well as the show on FX, right? So Noah Hall is already making the FX show, yeah, which is set seventy years from now. Okay, yeah, and it's on Earth. But get this, Fidi Alvarez, the guy who made the the Evil Dead remake, mm-hmm. and don't breathe, mm-hmm. right? The old man with a gun and a turkey baster. Oh, blind man with a gun and a turkey baster. Yes. Remember? 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 In the room. The room in the turkey baster. (laughs) With a a sling. There's a whole room involved, Chris. So that guy. uh, Let me see. He blah, blah, blee, blah, blue. Where is the actual quote? Because it's actually pretty interesting. According to sources, Alvarez is a rabid fan of the franchise and casually pitched a take to Ridley Scott many years ago. The idea remained implanted in Scott's brain until it late la- until late last year when he called Alvarez out of the blue and asked him if he was still up for it. Twentieth um, Century, which is still a studio, picked up the project quote purely off the strength of Feedy's pitch said Division President Steve Asbell. It was just a really good story with a bunch of characters you haven't seen before. So 20th Century Studios is doing it for Hulu. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we got a couple... So maybe a fresh take on the Alien franchise. Fresh take on the franchise, but we're really Scott still producing and being involved and liking the idea so much. Come yeah. on, man. So, yeah. I mean, the Prometheus stuff was more heady. Yes. More... Uh, where have we come from type stuff no. and then the alien movies are all like oh my god well and then they start fighting the predator. I'm so scared and then, yeah and, and, then, then, the predators. and then there are requiems so maybe these movies it, uh, will then be like you know maybe it's more a modern take where we finally get the answer will Donald Trump work or with, not work with, with the xenomorphs yeah, yeah. maybe I mean, Carm- Carmilla doesn't think he would maybe he'll start the predators I like the predators they're bigger they look more like us as you as I can share as, a Big Mac as, with the Predator. As, as the Predator grabs his fucking spine through his back and rips it out. Oh. We could only we could only be so lucky. Drewster Cogburn. I watched the Guardians of Justice. Yes. We'll see. Parentheses. So fucking weird. This was on your recommendation. Dude, it just it just popped up on my feet. Like, you might be interested in this. And I'm like, is that Diamond Dallas Page? What? <laughs> Man, what a... <laughs> so I just hit play and what, I, what I, a, I went in blind. What a risk. <laughs> it's crazy you went in blind. What a risk casting DDP in, in that lead as, role. As quote unquote Batman? Boo, boo boy. Boy oh boy. Yeah, as I Batman, mean they are as they, Nighthawk. I mean yeah. they, they are really on the nose about who's who. Who's being parodied here. And they do call it like uh, like you told me uh, when you pitch it, it's the bootleg universe. Yeah. Right? So wow. yeah, Nighthawk is Batman. It's clearly Batman yeah. a Batman type with his Robin type yeah. little wing. Yeah. Um that, so that was that was a that, that was a fun reveal. The show has great <laughs> reveals. I don't want to say what the reveals no, are because I think if people watch a show and if they can, if they can, I don't want to say get through. But if they can get on the level of this show 
with the style, stylistically, the mixed yeah. media style the and the re- hyperactivity yeah. of it. The the very Kung Fury slash uh, Scott Pilgrim. Kung Fury came to mind for me immediately. Yeah. It's like, oh, what if someone did Kung Fury but like took it more quote seriously? <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're in, in Kung Fury, you're supposed to laugh when the when they show up with dinosaurs, yeah. but then this one when it's like the the Robo dinosaurs yeah. are taking over. <laughs> it's, just, it's just another thing. Yeah. It's just it's just it's there. <laughs> it's just there. We're only gonna mention. Then we're yeah. going to move on to another equally crazy thing. Yeah. Uh, it's jam-packed with just crazy things. And then having DDP as your lead, yeah. it's like, boy. <laughs> I mean, this this, this guy is rough. He, yeah? He, he is he is rough to watch as a, when he's actually having to do some dialogue. Oh, yeah. But uh, but it works, though. It works. And the, then the, I read about why he did the, the animation. I, th- I think the animation's fun. Very uh, fun. I love all the twists and the turns, and I love how it is very 80s. Extremely 80s. It takes place in 87, 88, something yeah. like that. And then with the mixed media part, so there's a lot of animation. Yeah. Uh, which is very obviously reminiscent of, so this guy, Ad- Adi... Adi Shankar. Adi Shankar. He uh, produced, was a co-producer on Dread, and... Uh, he made a dread knockoff, uh, like an unofficial dread cartoon. Well, he's got apparently a, that bootleg universe is like a whole like YouTube thing. It's the whole thing he's been doing. <laughs> he's just, been doing it for a while, apparently. Yeah, he's been making uh, unofficial things with copyrighted yeah. material, and I guess no one told him to stop. I guess well, because he's not making money on well, it. Maybe a, a he's probably not making money, on it, and B he's getting yes, it's unofficial, but he's getting like the official act. In like that, that Punisher laundry day starring Thomas Jane. Yeah, Thomas Jane Punisher <laughs> does laundry. Um, the, the 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 dread short, it's like six short episodes, very short episodes. It's all on Judge Death. Oh god, it's so good. Like he needs to do he needs to do more dread stuff. Like he has the right sensibility for what dread can be. And I like his stylistic choices as well. And the an- fucking and wacky his choices are crazy, and the animation on that dread short very much reminded me of the same animation style here so it's for sure like his style yeah. that that's coming through and uh and then the video game aspect types, there's a lot fatality of it. yes <laughs> every episode it's one point when it was like finish him like, oh my god is that gonna happen to this character yeah. now um and uh, there was like finish him there were brutalities there were there's a fatality you know there were all fatalities yeah. and at the end there was a brutality yeah which is pretty funny and uh, and then the music's very synth wavy. Oh, and then the so we have like all right. So DDP, yep. Mar- he's a, the the uh, Nighthawk, right? Yeah, the the guy from uh, fucking uh, Altered Carbon. He's the actual flesh Takeshi Kovacs. Yes, yes, the real he, Kovacs. He, yeah, he he plays Mar- quote unquote marvelous Superman. Man. Yeah, Superman. Yeah. And this one is marvelous man. Yeah. Uh, I love his look. He looks he looks yeah. awesome. He's also in what else is he in besides? He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. He's one of these guys that's like, oh, there's a guy. This guy, he just keeps popping up and shit. Um, he's great in that. And then there's um, The Speed, yeah, who's the the Flash, Flash. right? But and, it's a chick. And it's a chick. And it's the the girl is the lead girl, the survivalist girl from Your Next. Oh, okay. Adam Wingard's Your Next. Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, well, there, oh, and then there's a Shazam equivalent. Yes. Shazam, Captain Marvel. Uh huh. OG Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. Was he just Marvel or Captain Marvel? Captain. He was a Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, that's Derek Mears, 
who he's usually... He looked oddly familiar. Yes, he, he pops up on a lot of stuff. He is um, normally, though, uh, uh, Voorhees, Jason Voorhees, I believe. Oh, okay. He does a lot of Jason Voorhees stuff. But then because of that, he segued into his own little career, popped up and shit. He was in... He's in one of the best episodes of the season three of Twin Peaks. Okay. <laughs> a very, very scary dude who comes up against uh, something even scarier, which is... Um, what's his name? Infected with a Bob. Anyway... Derek Mears is good. And then he's usually like a scary looking bad guy. So for in this one, when he's like getting ready to go on a date with yeah. the speed, it's like, oh, God, you know, it's like, I was like, oh, this is so nice for Derek Mears yeah. to, to get to do something a little different. Um, the casting is fascinating. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it's, it, the show is fascinating. Easy to watch. Oh, yeah. Seven eps. Yep. Most of them 30 minutes. The first one was only like, 20 minutes something like that yeah. it, it, it got it in probably and a test fast. pilot yeah know. or they were like yeah can we even make this work yeah. can we make this happen and then the overall mystery of it, it it's like it's well it's all tropes obviously and it's well yeah. worn so like the main the main hero of but the it's Guardians very, it, it's very Watchmen-esque yes exactly <laughs> it's like this main hero dies yeah. very early on and then the show was about his death and investigating it and who who's yeah. responsible and uh, and then it becomes something even bigger by the end. Yeah. And then uh, oh the um, another thing about the casting they also seem so to... I want to know who's doing the fake Sean Connery voice. There was definitely fake Sean Connery. <laughs> the, the Cortex machine. I loved Cortex. Cortex was so cool. It's like it's definitely sh- fake Sean Connery. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> like, what if Sean Connery was the voice of a machine? Yeah. It's like I don't recommend you shrink up with this. <laughs> it's going to scramble your brain. He's like, I'll just do it. He smokes a cigar. He's always smoking that cigar. Yeah. I like how every time he's like gets all beat up or whatever, and he comes out of it immediately has a cigar ready and, to and go. And a scotch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's not healthy, Nighthawk. What are you doing, you old man? Um. Yes, Cortex is awesome. And um and the design of Cortex and also but the uh, the other casting I feel like there was a bit of an effort to cast um how do you say this like differently able people or or casting that you normally wouldn't see uh for example in, in the first uh, it's, even though this is only very tiny these the first two are small bits in the first episode there's um one of Marvelous Man's fans is a dude with Down syndrome. Yeah. And it's not like he that's a plot point. It's just no. a dude with Down syndrome. Yeah. Just his own an actor some work. And then at the end of the episode, there's a couple of cops checking out some like a gnarly crime scene and one of them's a little person. Yeah. But that's like it's just, just a little person. Yeah, uh, that's, all. Like, that's all right. It's just these things can be done in movies and TV shows regularly and they're not. And he's like doing it here. And then he gives uh, the Mind Master role, pretty yeah. big role at the end of yeah, the show, yeah. to R.J. Mitt. You recognize yeah. that dude? Uh, yeah, he's from uh, Breaking... He's the son from Breaking Bad. Yes, who is an actor with cerebral palsy. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I think he's doing this on purpose. He did. I mean, he did a fine job. I thought he was good. I thought It, it worked. Because all of a sudden now the show has like... Now we're going for like actual emotion and, yeah. and gravitas, uh-huh. and we're actually making a point all of a sudden. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, this is!" <laughs> this is I thought we were just having a good old time, like no. being ultra violent and yeah, <laughs> making I, fun I of mean, superheroes. I mean, yes, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, no, this actually has a, which is why I feel like you know maybe it would be worth people checking it out because those last few episodes yeah. it does go somewhere. We're like, oh, okay, oh man, President. Nick Nukem, <laughs> dude's a walking cartoon. That's that's incredible, dude. That jawline, it's bonkers. His whole head. I was like, is that all makeup? Is that just Jordan Peele in a, a bad Obama mask? Like, what is happening here? He looks insane, but he's awesome. Nick Nukem, yeah. 
uh, and then the whole thing where so Marvelous Man shows up what World War One, World War Three. Oh, that's right. It's World War Three, alternate universe, Chris. I, it's yeah. World War Three. I hate how so it was already, <laughs> it was already an alternate universe when yeah. he showed up. It was World War Three, and then just the world changes completely from there. Yeah. He stops JFK's assassination, yep. et, cetera, et cetera. Well, he stops World War Three. Well, he ends World War Three. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then he stops a lot of other stuff. Uh, yeah, the whole idea that it's an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, like, 30 years ago, yeah, uh, it's wild. It's, it's, it's a weird, wild show, man. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really worth checking out. The Guardians of Justice will save you. Uh, and I like the theme song, and I like yeah. the... Uh, it was weird how there's seven episodes, and episodes six and seven are the only ones with where they change the credits. Yeah. <laughs> well, they all have the same credits, but uh-huh. those have like different fancy credits specific to the episode. Yeah. Anyway, check it out, guys. That's weird. It's fucking weird. I really enjoyed it. I watched Raised by Wolves season two, ep seven. Uh, watched it last night. I saw the start of it. Man, <laughs> I got to start this fucking show. Man, this show gets weird. <laughs> um, there's this one thing that happens. There's this thing that happens that. I couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> but but it was on screen. And it was happening. I was looking at it. But I was like, I do not believe what I'm seeing. And then that led directly into something else. And I was like, I cannot believe this. <laughs> the wildest fucking show. All right. Um, All right. Uh, I really need to start watching. <laughs> yeah, season two has just gone so bananas. In a, in a positive way. Yeah. I'm very excited to see how the season ends. Um, the uh, the giant snake thing. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> This thing, this thing, and then there's like a, they're alluding to this whole p- history of this planet that they're on, okay. whatever B two or yeah. or whatever, um, that's like millennia older, and uh, uh, and there's like a signal, and and this resurrected bio android. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is crazy. It's a it's a crazy show. Campion. I'm, I'm sorry, it's actually I Campion. Can. I, I don't did not expect that to happen. <clears throat> but I'm like, I, he's making good choices. I like Campion. Um, it is funny how he he shot up like six inches between seasons, <laughs> and, and the show's only been like there's like small gap between seasons yeah. timeline wise. Yeah, he's like, oh no, this was a pandemic spurt. Yeah, I, I, oh, you know what I also think was interesting about Guardians, fully feels like a show produced during the pandemic. Yeah, everyone was separate. No scene had nope. more than like three people in it. Right. Yeah. But Every, it worked. Andy Andy Milanakis was always like eight feet away from whoever he was interviewing. <laughs> he probably had or on a different point. screen. Yeah. Also, Andy Milanakis is in it. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. I booked you all on the Phil Hart show. <laughs> They're like, oh damn it. <laughs> that was funny. Um, get yourself. A, he was like, if you get yourself a snack, make yourself a helmet of snacks. Like they just asked him to do a Milanakis riff in this. They didn't mm-hmm. even have a script for him. Andy, do your Andy thing, and then introduce this fake character. You got it. Good for him. Good for Andy Milanakis. He's on TikTok showing uh, old clips of his show. Yeah, I remember that weird-ass show. I love that show. <laughs> like, who is this child? What oh, is this? wait, he's in his 20s? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that crazy? He still, still looks yeah. the same. Blessing on a curse. Now he just wears glasses. <laughs> Fuck it up every year. I just Google it and click the first link that comes up. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the movies that we saw. Drive my car. Do you see it? Yep, oh, I watched it. Boy, I all three hours of it, dude. <laughs> when what when the credits rolled at the forty minute mark, I lit out loud. I said, "What the fuck?" That's one of the most astounding things <laughs> I've ever seen in a movie. 
the opening credits start 40 minutes in when he's like, oh, he gets his car and finally starts yeah. driving. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? This movie is wild. Yeah. Like that entire front part of the movie could easily have been cut. It could have been cut. It could have, <laughs> could have been its own movie. Yeah. I was like, could the movie be, that's it? Like, is he, now he's sad that his wife is dead and he's driving yeah. away. Uh-huh. End of movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, beginning of movie. Beginning of movie. And it could have been cut because you watch all that not knowing what's happening. No. Right, uh-huh. you, you get thrown into some w- weird, weird shit. We get in storytelling, very yeah. horny storytelling. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, <laughs> right? really horny storytelling. But then, like re- recalling the storytelling between the characters, I'm like, wait, didn't they just what's happening? And now he's telling us, wow, is this the yeah. same person? Or is this even? I thought for a second, like, are these different women? What's happening here? Um, and then two hours later, like two full hours yeah. later, he explains to another character what what was what, happening, what, what we watched. And why it was happening yeah. in a monologue, in one of many monologues. Yes. And uh, it's like, oh, wow. That's that, that's this movie's M.O. You're going to see some shit. Not even like why. You're just going to see some shit that you're like, I have no context for this. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then they give you the context later. Uh, like, again, I feel like the first 40 minutes since it's pre-credits yeah. is, is not spoiler-free territory. Or not spoiler-free. Like, we can say whatever happens because that's, quote, the setup of the movie. <laughs> Uh, but like the, his, he's a widower, and yeah. his wife dies of a in like, brain hemorrhage. Well, that's the thing. She's like in the middle of nowhere. That's the thing. So, he, but when she died, and then it's like the funeral, and then he leaves. I was like, did I miss in the dialogue where, like, we see why? Is it just like an arty thing where, oh wow, crazy? She she just passed okay, away, so and it's just yeah. left. It's just left at that. Who cares? And then you find out two hours later, he just brings you know, a brain, yeah. brain hemorrhage. You're like, what? <laughs> so there was like you're waiting yeah. to tell us um but then even then it's still that's like in con- when you find it then it is brain habit it's inconsequential what it is yeah. but the fact that uh we as the audience do get that information but much later along with other things throughout this movie like people act weird in a certain way like the actor it's alluded to that oh yeah this actor's been having, he's kind of falling out of favor that's weird and then at the very end there's like a news blurb like yeah. oh, that, oh that's why that's, cra- <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> that's why man home, the dude really took a flyer out on this guy for his Uncle Vanya like yeah, yeah actually maybe you'll be the lead I'm gonna rehab your career <laughs> with Uncle Vanya uh, even though before this like I've heard of Uncle Vanya but did you have any no. idea no Check. I'm not a theater person. Yeah, me neither. Exactly. But uh, I think it's, is it Chekhov? Ch- Mr. Chekhov's gun himself, I think. Is it? I mean, that would make sense. I mean, so like Russian. I mean, it's storytelling. It's storytelling. And Russian literature, uh, you know, that, that goes back a long way. Yeah. It, it's been, uh, you know, we're, I just say we're a very pro-Russia podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Uncle Vanya is like from the late 1800s. Okay. And like halfway through, actually, I watched this movie in two parts, and uh, like an hour and a half one night, and I was like, "Man, I'm going to bed." <laughs> like I'm, I'm enjoying this, but it's also getting kind of late. I can either finish this at one a.m. or whatever, or yeah. I can, you know, watch it more wide awake tomorrow. Uh, at a certain point, I looked up what Uncle Vanya was, and I, and I read about just a quick plot synopsis and what each character was, and that actually helped later, like when when they're acting it out. I was like, I actually know what's going on. Yeah. It was just kind of interesting. Because um, there's a lot of like acting out scenes and dialogue yeah. from fucking Uncle Vanya from a movie from a play that I've never seen or know not and know yeah. nothing about. Yeah, and it's not like oh yeah, everyone knows you know. <laughs> and um, so it's interesting then when he's reciting his dialogue in his car, doing his um his uh, his rehearsing, 
and it's all like I'm gonna die anyway. Like I'm I'm sad. This is blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's like is he just like really is this just, is he just talking about himself? I have no <laughs> context for what else this is. So I'm just applying it to him. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of the point too. I think that is the point. It's, the, par- it's, the, the, the parallels. I mean, he. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he chose it. Maybe it's a for him un self conscious subcon- subconscious subconscious choice to pick that material. Mm-hmm. Even when he wasn't planning on playing Uncle Lonnie anyway, he's just directing it. Uh, very interesting directing style. Like everyone said, their line and then robot, robot, <laughs> robots tap the table. Yep. Uh, looks like we have to read the book again and then drop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, read the book. I want to. Even the older, older actors are like, I want to get do some movement. Come on, let's get let's get out there. Uh, I like his idea of the multilingual, multilingual plays, and then yeah. having the translations on the screen <clears throat> behind him. That, that's fun. That looks, yeah. that, someone must have done that. Which means that I I got to, I I actually like I felt like watching the movie. I felt like I, normal when you watch a foreign movie, you're like you're behind because yeah. the movie's Japanese. Yeah, but there are parts of it. That are in Chinese, mm-hmm. fucking Korean sign language, Korean <laughs> sign language <laughs> in Korean. So like, <laughs> it's meant to be. It, it, it's meant for parts of it you for you to not understand. Yeah, it, it's truly fascinating. He, uh, the director of the movie, is like espousing the same idea as the director inside the inside the story. Yeah. Let's do it multilingual, uh, translated for people as we, as much as we can, but still, uh, you know, you're just giving me long career ride. I found myself like. Korean sign language seems like it's kind of easy to follow. Like at times, I was like, "Oh wow, wait, did she just say something about a baby?" <laughs> and then he translates. I was like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah she said something about a baby." <laughs> wow, kind of, yeah. kind of saw that. Uh, that was also a fun reveal too. Where I got to apologize for what you'll see. Yeah, and then you, okay. yeah. I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, this guy, he did it." Yep. And then, and then it makes sense. It's like, of course, that's why he knows Korean sign language. Anyway, it's um like that. That's an example of. You get some information. Like, oh, that's weird. And then, like, half an hour later, you get your explanation. It's like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. It takes a while to get there sometimes. Yeah, it's like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just like the car rides. It, it does take a while. Or, like, um, the whole thing with the, with the guys having people taking photos of him, yeah. you know, and how that builds up and then where it ends up. You're like, oh, shit. Um, it's an interesting movie. Like, I can see why. Like, uh, no, I... I, I I understand why everyone's fucking going gaga over yeah, it. Yeah, but, but at the same time, I never want to watch that movie ever. I don't again. think I need to. I don't think I, <laughs> I, I need to. As much as like, by the time you're, the movie's over, you have all the context, which w- would then like, a second watch could be good yeah. because you you have everything. But I don't know if it's really necessary. There's so there's so much shit out there. It's a goddamn three hour uh, road drama, horny as fuck in the beginning yeah. though. Uh huh. Movies need to be horny. I watched some horny shit this week, actually. Um, and and, and that, that, that was one of them. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a cool thing. That's when there is a benefit to the Academy Awards and the Oscars. If there is a benefit to that, one of them is there are still people out there who see what's nominated. And then they just are like, all right, I guess this is the best. I'm going to just watch these, you know, and they'll seek out the ones that they haven't seen. Yeah. So more people are going to see Drive My Car on HBO than they would normally. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it's nominated. Yeah. If it wins anything, anything. It'll, it'll get an even bigger bump. More people are like, what the fuck is Japanese? What's a Japanese? And then they're going to watch it and be like, what's the big deal? This is, you know, <laughs> it, It's not like going to be some sort of mainstream crowd pleaser mm-hmm. or something. you know. Uh, but Especially not at that fucking three-hour cut. No, man. That's an incredible That's an incredible feat to get that made. And, and everyone's like, yeah, we'll just put out three hours. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, don't worry and, about and it. And by the way, credit's 40 minutes in. 40 minutes in. 
that that's <laughs> that's some bravura shit. I was like, <laughs> Dude, that, it's like, man, you guys are you wild. Guys got balls. Yeah, this is incredible. <laughs> this is incredible. Um, I like the score too. There's like <coughs> sort of jazzy slow jazz, almost like rain jazz, yeah. uh, uh, lo-fi beats to study too. <laughs> well, no, exactly. And, and then it's on a fucking Japanese highway, so it's. Was, what, all that shit was inspired by anyway. Yeah, it was very cool. So. Uh, apparently, it's, there is a Beatles song. Speaking of Beatles, there is a Beatles song called Drive My Car. That the, the As the guy was writing his screenplay, he listened to it a lot. And he wanted to play a bunch of times throughout the movie, but they literally could not afford it. Yeah. So they came up with their own score. Um, and it's also based on a sort of director who also wrote it. It's based on a short story that's in a collection of short stories. Uh, and apparently, it's like. He took that one and then elements of the other ones and added them all together. So it's an adaptation. And I believe it's nominated for adapted screenplay. Okay. Um, it's interesting to see. We'll talk about this more in our uh, our Oscars um, preview episode. We'll do it in a couple of days. But it's Oscar chances specifically. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad I watched it. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit, actually. You know, um, so technically it's a 2021 movie. Would I have bumped into my top 10? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe, was... maybe we would have skipped in, snuck in at 10 just out of like the Matrix Resurrections or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just because it is, I, at its length and what it does character wise, it is kind of monumental. It's like, I mean, it's they found definitely... a way to do a TV show into a, into a movie. Yeah. I was sort of, say, I mean, right? it's, it's definitely interesting. It's just, it's yeah. so long. It was a bunch. It was a lot. It, it was a big ask for someone who's not actively looking for slow burn Japanese drama. Yeah. Uh huh. You know? Um, like what if what if we, uh, can you make a game that's based on Yakuza Zero but only on like the slow cutscenes, <laughs> the really slow and the weird stuff too, and the and to put on a couple of weird things while you're at it. Okay. <laughs> um, Although it was interesting mm-hmm. to uh, see Hiroshima. Oh man, you know what? Because uh, I wonder. <laughs> I'm on the other side of that. Hey, you know, I wonder if that's <laughs> yeah. is that an active choice? I thought that in the movie. Oh, yeah. it's, this movie takes place in Hiroshima. Uh, are they trying to recontextualize that city for the world? Is yeah. he, as an artist, being like, this city is known for one thing, well, a, it, horrible, it, a horrible yeah. event, a bad, bad thing. Yeah. Let's recontextualize it. It's it's also making it a place where art can happen. It's the Ring of Peace, Chris. The Ring of Peace? <laughs> that did not, that's interesting. You've missed for genocide or whatever you want to call I just, it. W- when they were going through all that stuff, and it was like, the this of peace and the that of peace. Oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Motherfuckers oh, yeah, took that's a right. fucking nuke to the face. That's right. And you're calling it the thing of peace? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is weird. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What if they called it the something of revenge instead, and they just Ooh. built animosity for us? For... I mean, that, that, that would be awful. And uh, warranted. Yeah. I mean, definitely. <laughs> Hundred percent. Not like the Imperial Japanese Imperial whatever was doing anything good at the time, but I'm no. saying, I mean, God damn, wipe out a whole city, babies. There were babies. Yeah, but, well, two of them, two whole cities, Chris. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Nagasaki. You got to wait for your drive my car sequel or something. I don't know what you're gonna get. Um, drive my car. Yeah, good movie. Good movie. A little homeworky for Drew. <laughs> <laughs> it right? was. Yeah, but it's fine. It was. It's fine. But I watched it. Um. So- did the whole thing too? Yeah, no, thank you. We, we, you, that's your, that's your due diligence. You, you're good, sir. You're good D for the week. Mm-hmm. You did your service. I also watched Benedetta, the Paul Verhoeven, um, to put it glibly, 17th century lesbian nun drama. Yeah, um, but it's a little more than that. 
sort of satirical. It's for Hoven. You can't not be satirical. No. When when the young girl, when the lead character as a young girl sucks on the exposed titty of like a Virgin Mary statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> like, all, right. all right, so we, all know, right, Paul. We, we know what's going on here. Like, all right, Paul, we see... Um, it's uh, based on true story. And uh, a fascinating thing, apparently, is that this Benedetta Corlini, I believe her name is, uh, since she's not like a noble figure or any sort of royalty or anything like that, she had no money, didn't come from money. It's amazing that there is so, so much of a record of her. Yeah. That's how still influential she was at this time. Um, so she's uh, joined a, uh, a convent at a very young age. Her parents took her there, paid her dowry, got her in. Uh, 20 years later she starts having uh, visions uh, and she she becomes a Catholic mystic and this is from like real as far as I can recall from the Wikipedia whatever you know and uh, she becomes a Catholic mystic and uh, and then she takes up a relationship with another nun in there and uh, the Catholic Church comes and investigates her three different times and on the third investigation they found her guilty of sapphism which is uh, scissoring. <laughs> okay. Frottage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lesbian X. Yeah. yeah okay. I, yeah, I had to. I had to click. And on I was like, saf- me? Sapphism. <laughs> Clicked on that. and went straight to the Wikipedia entry for lesbian. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I see where you are. Oh, X videos. Um, and then she was. But then they didn't like they punished her, but uh, they didn't kill her though. Like she wasn't she wasn't burned at the stake or stoned alive or nothing like that. Uh, and instead, she was like allowed to live at the convent, but sort of as like a social pariah. I don't know. It's kind of a muddy little ending. But she for a while they had a lot of power. She was a big deal. And this movie's about her and her lesbianism. And her visions, her increasingly weird and fucked up visions. The first wow. one's very chill. It's just like, Jesus is a shepherding sheep. And she's like, come to me, child. And she's like, Jesus, I love you. And goes and kisses him. And it's very awkward. No. Uh, later on, man, heads are getting chopped off and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> That's right, Paul Verhoeven. That's right. It's a, it gets wild, man. This shit gets wild. Although, it's also digital violence, which um, nah. e- even he can't make look that great. Yeah. Like, the blood spurts, like, obviously. But anyway, it, uh, other than that, it the movie looks incredible. It's very, very well made. A little over two hours, but, uh, but it moves, like, at a pretty good pace. It sags a little in the middle. As they explore, you know, the more relationship stuff. But then by the time they go, they start bringing in the church. Uh, and who's the church? Who's the guy? Um, the Merovingian. <laughs> the, uh, from the from the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's like the head guy who comes in to uh, be like, all right, what do, we, what do we got going on here? Oh, oh, there's a, a, a Virgin Mary, a little Virgin Mary statue, like a hand one that gets uh, whittled down into a dilder. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I mean, if you look at the Virgin Mary, it... She kind of looks like a vagina. They already had the idea. <laughs> they already had the idea for it. It's like this is this is what they're made for. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we have them. Um, it's very very well made. Paul Verhoeven's like eighty years old, still making you know very provocative movies. Uh, very horny, very ba- violent. Very horny, very violent. Very horny, very violent. <laughs> I'm the one who shows violence as it is. Is what he says. People say my movies are too violent. I say I'm the only one who shows violence as it really is. He's got a weird Dutch accent. Uh, so does everybody shit their pants in, their, in his movies when they die? You know what? 
<laughs> he, he does have a uh, he does show when he rode through this town in the very beginning someone's put on a production a play and it's like a guy being chased in a circle by three dudes that dress like skeletons uh, and he wards them off by he has a, 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 a torch in his hand with a flame and he holds it to his butt and and he shoots a flame at the skeleton. And they're like, whoa! And they, and they, what? And then they start running in circles again. And it happens like three or four times in a row. The fuck? Mm-hmm. That is... Professional firefighter. That is some fucking strange shit, dude. And I guarantee you, Paul Verhoeven was like, they really did this. This was actual, <laughs> actual entertainment for the people. And it's no difference now. It's no difference now. I farts into the fire for the for the American shitheads. Yeah. And they love it. They love the farts. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's wild. And I was watching, I was like, how do they even do that effect? It looks like a real fire. I was yeah. like, how do they, did they get a real, like, professional farter guy? It was Maybe. Like a, it's like a three-foot flame, too. Yeah. I was impressed. If this movie had one special effect, it was that. <laughs> <laughs> that was truly special. Um, I watched it on Hulu. On Hulu. A little over two hours. Band, did I say band in the Philippines? Band in the Philippines. So, okay. so shout out to our Filipino listeners. You can't watch it. <laughs> you cannot watch it. Um... I watched Flea. Flea is the animated, nominated for Best Animated, Best International, and Best Documentary Feature. First of its kind. About a dude who um, had to flee the, the Mujahideen mm-hmm. in Afghanistan um, as a child f- into Russia with his family. And then how you know he uh, got out of there, smuggled out of there. And uh, grappling with that story and the truth of that story, and also the whole time, and he's gay. So yeah. just to make everything worse for him, <laughs> for him and his situation. Uh-huh. He's in like one of the most repressed societies around, um, uh, religiously, culturally, yeah. right? All that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. There's an English dub that I watched because specifically because Riz Ahmed does the the voiceover okay. for the lead guy so I was like fuck it if it's Riz Ahmed it's yeah. not like it's just some jack off it's Riz Ahmed yeah. I'll watch that instead right and it's really really good it's a very affecting intense little documentary man yeah. uh, it looks like what they did was they shot the documentary filmmaker like shot uh, who's just a friend of this guy that's how you even knew his story um, looks like he shot footage of him and them together. Like he had actual footage, but then they went and then just animated it. Yeah. And not even like rotoscoping. They just looked had their reference point and then animated something. Yeah. But there's a decent amount of like actual footage interspersed, including um, from like when the uh, the revolution, the cultural revolution, I guess was that around that time. Um, in Afghanistan, and uh, oh boy, there's like trigger warning for dead bodies and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like sure. actual, de- it's weird when you're wow. watching a movie and it's like, oh, that's a real dead body I'm looking yeah. at. Uh-huh. It's not a ca- actor well, documentary. Yes, fucked up. No, some of that shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is. A lot of it is. Well, I mean, they don't show a lot of it. They only yeah. show a couple of things, but it is there. And also, uh, it's also funny. There's a moment because they they'll spend a chunk of it in Russia, trying to get out of Russia. Um. They venture out on the day that, like, McDonald's, they're opening the first McDonald's in Russia uh, 30 years ago. So it's funny seeing that. And they interspersed the animated stuff, animated them in, and then they had actual footage. Because it was a big thing at the time, right? 
So they just showed actual uh, uh, footage from that event, and it's weird watching that and now knowing how Mc- all the McDonald's have been closed. Yeah, they just pulled out. They, they pulled <laughs> out of them, and uh, so now they're like turning the bee on its side, and they're trying to call it something else, like Bolshevik Burger. I don't know, and uh, they're, they're just gonna steal everything and I mean, yeah. and do what they got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's hard to be it's, in it's New gonna, North Korea. It's gonna be state run. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Sucks to be Russian. Um. Flea is very good. Flea is very good. Hour and a half. Thank God, because I don't know if I could take another 10 minutes of like how intense some of this shit gets yeah. and how sad some of it gets. It is a thing where at, at towards the end, um, you know, there's some obviously sadness that all the he's talking about the weight of all these events on him. And yeah, I'm sure he, he's still actively in front of our eyes, you know, the PTSD of, no. of his life. Um, but then there are things that happen that, you know, both in his retelling of his story and where he is in the present day uh, that are like uplifting, hopeful uh, endings to the story mm-hmm. that are very sweet and very good. Uh, and make, like, it's like the nice reward at the end. Oh, you saw mm-hmm. some hard shit. You heard some oh, some hard tales. Um, so here, don't worry. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's, it, it's not completely awful. Yeah, it's actually the ending is kind <laughs> of okay for, for most of these people. So um, I, I recommend it. It's good stuff. Let's get into some media diet stuff. Uh, I actually only have really one other thing, which is Raised by Wolves. Yeah, I, I watched the whole season. Oh, season two. Yeah. Woo! Oh, that, yeah, that was a fucking ride. Yeah, well, man, it just ended. Season <laughs> every, eight just aired. Every episode. episode eight. Every episode has a giant, like, what the yeah. fuck moment. It got progress- Every single one. It got progressively crazier. And then, at, and that's just it. It did get progressively crazier. And I didn't think it could get any crazier. No, no. It actually makes the first season seem tame. Yeah. I was like, man, they went far with this one. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Uh-huh. Major character transformations. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I mean, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> I guess so. I don't, I don't know what else to call it. I get into yeah. spoilery. Um, I loved everything with Mother. Yeah. Mother getting her eyes to, back. I, I love all the snake stuff. Oh, that snake was crazy. All the... All the and, fucking, and its own evolution. All the religious stuff. All the fucking sci-fi shit. The Mithraic helmet of punishment. <laughs> the fuck? They were like, it's something old we found. We don't know what it's for. We don't for. know anymore. But it, but it freaks people out, so yeah. we were yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. This won't matter later. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, man, what a what a reveal at the end for there. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. And it's like, where is this thing gonna go? I, I have no. I mean, I I mean, I I guess gotta figure out what's going on with fucking grandmother. Grandmother, <laughs> grandmother's got a plan. We kind of know what grandmother's plan is. Well, we know we, she's been. Yeah, yeah. So we know, we know what her plan is because mother finds it at the very end. But then mother finds herself. Oh, mother mm-hmm. has a has a cliffhanger ending that now she has to like get out of for season yeah. three man oh man and then father father apparently abu abu Bakr salim i think his name is he um has a tabletop role-playing club that he that he joins every friday or something where like some castmates or whatever like hey we're, we're going out to a bar or you want to come he's like no nah, i can't i gotta do my tabletop thing and you're like your table what your table what thing and he had to tell him what tabletop gaming even was and apparently he does it with uh, some friends of his like over I think like Twitch just like mm-hmm. anyone else yeah. they like Twitch yeah. it or uh-huh. some shit uh, and now that's being turned into like some sort of series or show I don't know it's growing exponentially no. for this guy Good but, for him. but he loves just doing ro- nerd role play stuff yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, man they should put him Joe Manganiello Vin Diesel just <laughs> give them a show doing doing Dungeons nerd and shit. Dragons yeah Dungeons and Dragons every week 
I'm a, I'm a bard, bro. <laughs> you can't do that, man. Raised by Wolves is awesome. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I really enjoyed it. We need, we need, is there any other sci-fi going on right now? I don't think like so. Like crazy good sci-fi? No, I, I, no, so, I mean, Raised man. by Wolves. Like, this is it. This is it. I mean, that, that and Dune. Well, I mean, TV specifically. Oh, TV spe- yeah. specifically? I mean, not that I could think of. Because Foundation that, isn't that. Uh, I mean, Foundation's good, but it's not that good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it, like, better than The Expanse? The same as Expanse? I, I would say maybe, it all depends on what you're looking for in, a, in mm. sci-fi. I just like some. I liked it personally. I would say, I mean, it's only been one season. Yeah, yeah, that's but, true. So you gotta be fair to it. But but even still, just the way the way that it goes and and the places that it goes, it's way. I mean, it goes places quick, Does crazy it? places, way quick. Hmm, I'm kind of I'm kind of down for that too. I, I'm fine with the move, uh, a show or movie that moves that decides. Yeah. Oh, oh it fucking moves, yeah. yeah. I well, should, yeah, especially with the uh, reveal at the end. I should get on. I should get on the foundation. It was good. I'm always I enjoyed like, it. I'm always like sci-fi. Uh, yeah, Rick, man, people should watch. People should be watching Raised by Wolves as a fucking and also a gr- like great looking show. Although the only thing I don't like about it is uh, they shoot a lot of day for night stuff. Yeah. So anytime it's nighttime, it's clearly daytime, and they just threw a filter on it, and it kind of looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks shitty. Uh, but otherwise, man, it, and then like where they shoot, I think it's shot in South Africa, if yeah. I recall. It looks so like awesome, very awesome looking. Um, anyway, so that's that's the extent of what I watch. How about you? Uh, I I watched Raised by Wolves also. Uh, I watched French Dispatch. Oh yeah, all right. Let's get your French Dispatch review. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> For some reason, I mean, so, sometimes Wes Anderson's movies don't click with me. This sure, one, sure. I, I mean, I liked it for what it was. It mm-hmm. was fun. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the fact that it was three separate stories. I think the way that the the movie unfolded, the, ma- the magazine style. Yeah, of the it. magazine style. I think I think that's what didn't do it for me. Interesting. The the thing that I so it was more like it was more like three short stories. Yeah, it's like three shorts and then like two or three interstitials. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like what even the Owen Wilson travel log is only what seven minutes something like that i wouldn't even consider that like one of the because some of the other ones the I mean, he's only on, one is he's a lot longer he's only on he you hear his voice longer than he's actually on screen <laughs> yeah it's true it's a <laughs> <cozy> voiceover <laughs> and, he's about, and then in the evening I, all that shit. um i like the uh my what was your favorite story of all of them like <sighs> if you had to pick one for me it would i think be the the Benicio del Toro agent brony art thing I mean that, that one was that was pretty fun. Yeah, that had some interesting turns yeah, and that had some fun twists. Yeah, that one felt like the most complete. Like I would story. have rather have just had an entire movie of that. Yeah, sure. Expand that into eighty-five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, that would have been fun. That could have yeah. been good. Yeah, because everyone was good in that. Uh, and then Tilda Swinton doing her um, voiceover thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she's like presenting him as an artist. Yeah, the the presentation. Uh-huh. And then the the nude picture slips into her. She's like, oh my, oh my. <laughs> her reaction that was fucking great. Um, what's the other one? Then there's Jeffrey <clears throat> Wright. Like he's reciting his book yes. by memory. Uh-huh. What was the book about? You just watched it, Drew. I watched it like a week ago. Oh, okay, never mind. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, the uh, I watched this before Raised by Wolves. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, all that and, that, that wiped all of that out. And the other thing that I watched. That, yeah, that that shit got wiped from your brain from all that. Um, yeah, all I remember is like loving Jeffrey Wright's voice as he yeah. does. The, uh-huh. He's, he's got, like, hold on, he's, let got, me, he's got a great voice. He's like, let me mentally dog ear the page. Yeah. He's like, okay, and then Leave Schreiber too, another great yep. voice. Just two great voiced men. Yes. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I've watched. 
documentaries narrated by Le- Liev Schreiber. Yeah, so. who knew? Who knew he had such a good and, voice? I mean, I did just watch a lot of him at, with a Boston accent. A fake Boston yeah, Ray Donovan. So, yeah. Ray Donovan. They park the car. They have to park the car a lot. Go out there and park the car. That's a touchstone for the accent. Go get the car. Um, yeah, friend. Okay, so you so he gets a, a six. Sounds like sure. Sounds like you're giving it like yeah. a like a yeah 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 about a six. It gets like an Isle of Dogs. Yeah, as opposed to a Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh huh. Right. Sounds about right. Okay, I think that's I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I, I like it, but it's not like it was just like, it was too scattered for me. Yeah, it's not like it made me cry or something. No. You know, although you know the the framing device of the um, Bill Murray being the editor and he passes away in the beginning, so it's the by decree of his will, it is now the final issue. You know, they have to like wrap him into it. PFT Media Production.